Welcome to Thrive Lathrop Podcast. Here at our church, we believe that everyone can thrive. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and enjoy this life-changing message. Awesome. Hey, I know it's a good amount of announcements, but that's awesome news. We got a lot going on, man. We got someone for we got something for everyone. And I just think it's a really exciting season. Also, so excited, our first normal services in the building. It feels good to be home. What? We got the screen? Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my gosh, that screen. Thank you, Lord. It looks good. Okay. Hey, do me a favor. Stand your feet. Let's jump right into it today. And I'm super excited to share. 930 was powerful. I think it's just kind of leak into this service. And uh, real quick, before we get started, do me a favor. Let's just welcome everyone watching online today. Come on. Let's welcome everyone in our online church. Thanks for joining us online. And listen, if you want to share this service, you go on Facebook, YouTube. It's live right now. You can share it as we speak. I feel like it is for someone in the room and also online today. And you never know who's listening. And so just wanted to give them a shout out. All right, we're going to go to John chapter 14, and um, we're going to be continuing, like Pastor Ben said, on our series on the Holy Spirit. Everybody say Holy Ghost. And we're going to do this for the next couple months. I feel very deep in my heart that this is where God is leading our church to really understand and comprehend who the Holy Spirit is in this time um, for us trying to follow Jesus and as a church. And so John chapter 14 is going to be the passage we land on today. And I just think God's going to give us some things out of this passage, and it's going to be real good. So John chapter 14, verses 25 to 26. You can look it up on the screen or on your phones, or if you have your Bibles, all good. And let's go ahead and read it. It says this. It says, these things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. Verse 26. But the helper, everybody say helper. The helper, the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to you remembrance to your remembrance all that I have said to you come on family let's pray Jesus thank you for what you're going to say today thank you for your word thank you for your presence thank you for what you're doing in the room we love you and we're so excited for what you're doing in us and so God we pray that we would make room for you and that Holy Spirit you would come we love you we thank you and in Jesus name everybody said amen amen have a seat go ahead have a seat awesome 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 all right And so today, I want to talk to you about the Holy Spirit as our helper. And each week, this is what we're kind of going to do. We're going to go through different aspects or facets of who the Holy Spirit is in our lives and what his kind of personality is and and who he is in Scripture. And, And really, I feel like now more than ever, it is so vital for us as believers, for us as disciples, for us as Christians, to really understand who the Holy Spirit is. It's necessary in this hour It's crazy what's going on out there. And we need to know who the third person of the Trinity is. And for me, I'm so excited to talk about this today. The real reason, if I could be be honest, is I feel like God's just stirring something up in the room and even in my heart. Like as I was getting ready and I was getting prepared, I I felt like, man, there's just someone who needs to hear this. I I feel like I was preaching to myself. I I don't know if you know that, but if you ever do Bible studies or or a small group and you're talking to people and you're like, I'm actually talking to myself right now, you know what I'm saying? It was definitely one of those. And so I know how God was speaking to me. And if God could speak to me in that way, I know he could speak to you as well, man. And I think that's really, really cool. The point I want to get across today over everything is this, is that you can't do this alone. I want you to know today that you cannot do this alone. I feel like there's some people who have came in 
And what you've been doing is you've been trying to do this life alone. You've been trying to figure this thing out by yourself. You've been trying to do all the things on your own. And can I tell you that you were never designed to do it on your own. One of the things that is so important for us as people who would follow Jesus. Now, if you don't follow Jesus and you're new, so glad you're here. If you're not a Christian yet, all good. I'm happy you came in the room and would love to talk to you more about this in the future. We'd love to have you keep coming back. But if you're saying, hey, I'm a Christian, I'm a disciple, I'm a believer, I'm trying to follow Jesus. You have to know this today. You cannot do this by yourself. You weren't designed to do this by yourself. And what we can tend to do is we can get caught up in works thinking that if we just do it on our own, everything's going to be okay. However, that's not how God designed us. That's not how God created us. He created us to be able to walk in what he's called us to do, but not by ourselves, but we do it through the power and the empowerment and the grace of the Holy Spirit. What, what does that all mean? I want to get to the place for us, okay, family? I want to get to the place where we understand that when you make the Holy Spirit optional, your Christianity becomes powerless. Because this is what we've done. We, we, we kind of know a little bit about Jesus, and, and we, we're good at going to church, and, and, and we're good at checking off the boxes at times, and if only I could be a good person. And, and I'm telling you right now that God wants something more in your life than just being a good person. He wants to be in your life. He wants to be in your family. He wants to be in your marriage. He wants to be in your workplace. He wants to be in your life, a real, authentic relationship in a real way. Therefore, what is necessary is a heart that needs God and doesn't just tolerate him. Can I tell you that I said this idea a couple weeks ago when we were still at the high school, that the Holy Spirit does not come where he's tolerated. He comes where he's celebrated. And I want to live my life as an individual who needs the Holy Spirit. I don't want to make my relationship with the Holy Ghost optional. I want to be a person that absolutely needs him. I love what Leonard Ravenhill says. He says, we need to need God as if we were drowning in the ocean and we were gasping for air and that air was a moment that we encountered God. That's how we need to get. We need to get to the place in your life and in your heart where the Holy Spirit is a part of us and we desire him and not just treat him like an optional thing we visit on Sundays to make us feel good. Because, because that's what we do sometimes. We, right? we, we treat Christianity as a visitation rather than a lifestyle. And today, why I think this is so awesome in regards to this is because what we're learning and what you find in John chapter 14 is that the Holy Spirit was sent by God and he was sent to help us. Therefore, you need to understand that you need him, that you're not going to be able to do this without him. You weren't designed to do this without him. Therefore, if you and I need the Holy Spirit, that must mean we must live a life that welcomes him. And that must mean we have to get out of the way, our pride and our arrogance, and allow him to begin to help us. I want to just, before I get into a couple points, kind of walk through this, I want to just bring this up, which I think is really important. We have to know that the Holy Ghost was sent and not suggested. I love this. Did you know that at the end of Jesus' life, right, the last week of Jesus' life, we just, life, we just did Easter and we just did, uh, we talked about this in the resurrection last week. The last week of Jesus' life, the thing he talks about more than anything else to his disciples is about the Holy Spirit. Did you know that? Did you know, like, that he could have talked about anything, but he talked more about the Holy Ghost, more about the Holy Spirit than anything else. Why? Because, man, they were going to need him. 
And we need to pay attention to the things, right? If anyone's ever been with someone at the end of their life, we need to pay attention to the things they say at the end because it's vital and it's important. Jesus is telling his disciples, look, I'm going to go. I can imagine the disciples are in the room. And he's saying, hey, I'm going to go. And they're like, where are you going to go? And he's like, I'm going to go. I'm going to die. Wait, you're going to die? Yep, I'm going to die. I'm going to die, but I, ha I have to. It's okay. Because if I don't go, he can't come. And if he can't come, then he can't be with you. I'm going to go so the Holy Spirit can be with you in this life. Because family, you are going to need him. Sons and daughters, you are going to need him. Disciples, you are going to need him. Church, you are going to need him. You're not going to be able to get through this without him. You are going to need him. So I need to go so that way he can come. I want you to understand that the Holy Spirit then was not a suggestion from the Father. He was sent from the Father. That the Holy Spirit's assignment from heaven was you. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Let's be real. Like, you don't even like yourself. Some of you. I'm not trying to be mean, but it's true. You don't, even like, you don't even like hanging out with your own self. I'm just being like, I know me, I talk way too much. Even when people aren't around. Like my poor wife, she just hears me talking in the room and no one's there. Like I'm not on the phone. I'm not even talking to Jesus. I'm just talking to myself. I just, I don't shut up. And, uh, right? But God, in his grace and his love, man. Some of you are like, I could totally see Pastor Christian talking to himself in his room, cleaning his shoes, whatever. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. You know, you know, when I got saved, one of the things that blew my mind is that God didn't just love me, but he wanted me. Growing up without a mom and a dad in and out of my life, I, you, you have this wound in your heart because the people that were supposed to love you aren't there and you feel broken and empty. That's a little bit of my story. And so I always felt unwanted. And then when I got saved, it blew my mind that the God of the universe wanted to spend time with me. If my own parents didn't want to spend time with me, why would God want to spend time with me? And then I realized he wanted to spend all the time with me. I come to find out years later as I'm studying and praying and learning about the Bible and learning about who God is, that it's the Holy Spirit who the Father sent from heaven so that I can never be alone. I want to tell you today that if you came in the room and you're struggling with loneliness and feeling like you're in this all by yourself and feeling like there's no one helping you, can I tell you that's a lie of the enemy, that that is what the devil is trying to seep into your life so that way you can think you're doing it all in your works and all in your strength and it's not working out because can I tell you that God has designed it to where you got a helper and his name's the Holy Ghost and he came to help you. That means he's always gonna be there with you. He's never gonna leave you. No no matter how messy it gets, no matter how bad it gets, no matter how feel lost and in the dark and how trapped you feel, can I tell you today that that loneliness that is trying to weigh you down can be broken in Jesus' name when you realize I got someone with me always. Come on, if you believe that, can we just worship Jesus and give him a shout? Come on. Let's acknowledge in the room right now that even though all of you are in here, the person who's the most important is the Holy Ghost. And he's sitting next to you and he's in the room and he's on stage with me and he's with the worship team. And thank you, God, he's with your kids. Because they're crazy. All our kids' teachers right now, they need a helper. I'm just being real. I'm just being, I'm, he's with us. Why? Because he was sent, not suggested. The Father says, you will go down and you will live in them 
and you will be with them. Therefore, I don't want to live a life that begins to dismiss the Holy Spirit when his number one, one of his number one assignments, not the only thing, but one of the main things, is to be in my life. Because no one likes to hang out with someone when they don't like you. Come on, let's be real. You ever go to that party you know you weren't supposed to be invited at? You ever go, like, any, I don't know, I've gone Uber's lifts. You ever got like a bad Uber or Lyft driver? Some of y'all, you live in the Central Valley. You don't, like, you got to go to the Bay for that one. But, right, you get, and, and you're just like, man, I know this dude just don't like me. This, you know, the cousin, the whatever. And, and you feel the awkward tension. I, I want to make sure my life isn't in awkward tension with the Holy Spirit. I want to make sure he feels welcomed. Why? Because he was sent to help me. I want to bring a couple more things into just kind of break it down. And so the Bible says in, in, in John chapter 14, can, can we throw John chapter 14 up just real fast? Just, I want to, yeah, perfect, right there, right there. Yep. All right. It says, and these things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. That's what Jesus said. Okay. And then he's no longer going to be with us. And he says that, but the helper, everybody say helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things. Okay. So the Holy Spirit is identified as being the helper. This is one of the first times that Jesus is talking about the Spirit of God. This is one of the first times Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit. And he relates the personhood and the personality of the Holy Spirit to one that is a helper. So let's break down what a helper is. And so first off, you need to know this. Number one is that remember when you feel surrounded, you are surrounded. What do I mean by that? When you feel in life that you are surrounded by circumstances and pressure and pain and suffering and, and all the things, right, all the stuff, the good, the bad, the ugly, I want you to know that you are surrounded, but you're not surrounded by that stuff. You're actually surrounded by the Holy Spirit. I want to give you one of the definitions of the Holy Spirit. So the word helper in Greek actually is the word called parakletos or paraclete. I won't make you say it because some of y'all might not say it right. I'm just saying. Paraclete or parakletos. And it says this. It's one that is summoned, called to one side, or called to one's aid. That's the first definition. Someone who is summoned, called to one side, or someone who's called to one's aid. And so, so I'm, I'm going to give you an example real quick. I'm going to move this out of the way. And um, I'm going to ask some fellas to help me. Davon, why don't you come help me? Carlos, Pastor Albert, Pastor Ben. Come on, come help me real quick. Come help me real quick. Come on, come on. Give it up for them real quick. I know it's a little awkward. They weren't planning on it. We're just winging it. Let's go for it. Cool. Come on. Awesome. Davon's so awesome. He stayed for two services for this. Come on now. All right, cool. All right, Carlos, we're going, you, you, yeah, yeah, okay, good, good, good. He already knows. He's like, I'm coming. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so I think when we read the definition of the Holy Spirit as our aid or the one who comes alongside of us, we think that it's kind of like this, right? You're, you're, you're living your life and you're walking, and next thing you know, man, let, let's say in front of you, you got your passions, your callings, your dreams. Behind you, you got, let's just say you got your past, you got stuff going on. Let's say to the left of you, you got, you know, your marriage, your family, and then right of you, you got like your job, your calling, whatever. Like just, just whatever you want to define it. I don't really care what it is. Just your life, right? You have your life. And so this is what we do. This is what we tend to do. We say, okay, Holy Spirit, I need you because the Bible says you're a helper, so come help me. You know what, man? My marriage is struggling. So Holy Spirit, Carlos is going to be Holy Spirit. He looks good enough. It's okay. He'll do. All right. And so, okay, I'm going to help me, right? Let's just say this is the 
family side. I need Holy Spirit in my family. My kids are wilding out. They're watching dumb stuff on YouTube and all sorts of things, right? I need help. My kids are hanging out with the wrong friends, whatever, whatever. I need help. Holy Spirit, help me. Okay, things are going great now, right? Things are going awesome. Holy Spirit's doing, okay, we're good, Holy Spirit? Yeah, Yeah. okay, good. I'm glad, I'm glad. All right, but you know what? Man, my job is, I'm struggling. My boss, he has a demon. I'm just being honest. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just start saying things. I'm not saying it's true, but it might be. So you're like, you know what, Holy Spirit? I need you. Come on this side. Come on this side, Holy Spirit. Yeah, there you go. Oh, you did a little jiggle, a little dance. I get it. Cool. All right. Cool. Holy Spirit. Awesome. All right. Awesome. Okay, things are going good. Oh, but you know what? Now my family's messed up again. Come back this side. Come back this side. Holy Spirit, come back this side. And then, oh, you know what? I don't know what I want to do with my life. Come, come maybe come in front of me. And then, right? And so we're just, it feels like we're, we're moving Holy Spirit around to the areas of our life. The word surrounded, the word aid doesn't just mean to come along one side. It actually means to come along all sides. So, so let me show you. Okay, family. And then Pastor, Pastor Albert, come here, come here, Pastor Albert. Yeah, all right. Good stuff. Come on, come on to, come on to job side. Come on to job side, right there. Bam. So I got, I got, I got Pastor Albert, right? He's Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. And then Davon, come, come, come behind me, come behind me. Whatever's going behind me. All right, good, good stuff. And then, and then Pastor Ben, come, come in front, come in front. Okay, all right. Come in front. Come closer. I don't got COVID. Come closer, come closer, come closer, come closer. Davon, it's okay. Come right there. Okay. Scoot a little bit, though. I can't breathe. Okay, there. Okay. Okay. Obviously, I'm Mexican, so I'm short. Like, you can't see me, right? It's okay. It's not a rhetorical. Yes, you, I, I can't see you, Pastor Chris. Yes. That's the point. What if we allowed the Holy Spirit to surround our life so that people didn't see me, but they saw him. Oh, come on. Hold on. Let me get out real quick. Stay there. Stay there. Stay there. What if, <laughs> I know I'm going to preach. I know he said he's coming. He's coming in hot. See, cause that, that's what we do, right? We, we want to live a life because the Bible says that he surrounds us. He's our helper. He's got our front. He's got our back. He's got our sides. And so it doesn't matter what's coming to the left. It doesn't matter, or the left, there you go. It doesn't matter what's coming to the right. It doesn't matter what's coming in front of us. It doesn't matter what's coming behind us because the Holy Spirit is omnipresent. He's always surrounding us. And what if my life was so surrounded by the Holy Spirit that you can't see me, all you do is see him, and when people begin to see him, maybe God would begin to move in their life the way he moved in yours. But, but, but this is what we do. We, we, we don't want Holy Spirit to surround us. We want Holy Spirit to be there, and we just want to grab him when we want. And can I tell you that the Holy Spirit will help you only in the areas that you let him in. He will not help you. He's not arrogant and he's not prideful. He won't help you unless you allow him to surround you. He won't help you unless you allow yourself to be in the middle in him. This is what the Bible says. This is what Jesus says in John, that I pray that the same spirit that I would be in in him as they would be in me. This is what Jesus is saying, is that as Jesus is in us, the Holy Spirit is also around us, and now we are covered, and we are protected, and he helps us on all sides. Come on. If you just believe that today, and you feel like God is saying, man, I want to surround you. I want you to know that's real. Come on, let's just thank Jesus in the room real quick. Come on. 
Great stuff. Go ahead, fellas. You guys are good. Come on, give them a clap one more time. Good. I want all sides to be covered. Because can I tell you, life comes at you all different ways. I think this is why Jesus told the disciples, listen, listen. You're going to need the Holy Ghost. Because if you don't have them, it's going to come at you. The enemy's going to come at you. Everyone's going to come at you. Life is going to come at you. But I came to help you get through this. And I got your front, and I got your back, and I got your left, and I got your right. Which brings me to the last point, which is this. Go ahead and go to the next slide. That would be great. Is that you have an advocate against your adversary. So I want you, if you don't know this, I want you to know that you got an enemy in your life. No, it's not your cousin. No, it's not your boss. You got an enemy in your life, and his name's the devil. And he hates your guts. He hates everything about you. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy your life. That's what the Bible says. He hates you. And what he will try to do is he will be the one to accuse. The Bible says that he is the accuser of the brethren, the accuser of sons and daughters in Jesus, the accuser of the church. He, he, he likes to open his mouth, and he wants to accuse. And so this is what the Bible says, is that the Bible says that the Holy Ghost, the word helper, also is defined as the word advocate. And the word advocate, actually, when you look at the definition, the Bible says there's two definitions of it, really. There's a couple more, but like if you sum them all up, the first one is that he surrounds you and he comes alongside of you as a helper. The second way that he helps you, it says that he is a legal counsel, a counsel of defense, and a legal aid. Let me explain why that matters, man. Ooh, this is good. I want you to understand. I want you to imagine a courtroom in heaven. And there's a courtroom right now in heaven. Just, just imagine it, imagery in your mind. And on the, on, the, on the judge bench is the father. And the father's there. And I want you to know that you and I stand accused because of the sin that's in our life. And let me tell you, before you start getting into I didn't do it, you did it. <laughs> Don't be dumb. You did it. We all fall short. We all have messed up. We all were broken. Now, I'm not using this as an excuse to sin, but I want you to understand the dynamic between the Holy Spirit, the Father, and the Son. The Bible says that you stand accused, that you messed up. You're in that courtroom. And the Bible says that you got an enemy. You got an adversary. And this is what this adversary does. And, oh, it, 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 it drives me nuts. He begins to talk to the Father about all the things you've done in your past. He begins to say, don't you know they've done this? Don't you know what they did at the party last week? Don't you know what they did in this two years ago, three years ago? Don't you know what they did at their home? Don't you know what they did by themselves? Don't you know who they are? Don't you know what they did? And he begins to accuse you again and again and again. And this is what the enemy does, right? He begins to remind you of your past so he can try to stop your future. Especially when you're alone. And this is what we do. We try to defend ourselves. We try to tell God. That we got this on our own. And we try to defend ourselves. And you know what? It never ends up going the way it's supposed to because let's be real. We're guilty. I want you to know in this room, you're guilty. You were guilty of sin. You were guilty of all the things you did. But can I tell you that there was a man named Jesus who died for your sins? So here's what the Bible says. That the Holy Spirit, oh man, he's your advocate. Meaning as the accuser begins to talk 
And he begins, to, right, he's just talking. And, and Father, they did this. And Father, they did that. And God, don't you know this person? And you created them and da-da-da. All the things that you deal with in your mind and in your heart. All the struggles and all the sin and all the pain. And this is what happens. The Bible says your advocate stands up and says, Father, he needs to shut his mouth. Don't you know that you sent your son to die for their sins? Don't you know? Father, I want to remind you, Father, that they are not who they used to be, but they've been washed in the blood of Jesus. Father, you resurrected them the same way you resurrected, and now they are brand new in Jesus. Father, that enemy over there, that adversary, has no authority anymore, has no power anymore, has no weight anymore, doesn't have a foothold anymore, doesn't have a room to step on anymore, doesn't have space in their life anymore, because God, you purchased them. I love it. Oh, if you could, oh, if you could catch it. Because family, this isn't a message for today. This is a message for tomorrow. I want you to understand we don't need the Holy Spirit to help us right now. We're doing good. It's church. Y'all had coffee, comfy chairs, the screen's in. But what about Tuesday? What about when you feel like the world is raging against you on Wednesday? What do you, what is, how does it feel when you're the only person who's trying to follow Jesus and your family doesn't understand on Thursday? How does it feel when you're trying to discipline your kids in the way of God on Friday and it's new to them? How does it feel when you're trying to hold the line and you're battling temptation and sin? And this is what begins to happen. The enemy begins to creep in the courtroom and say, just do it. You're going to do it anyways. It's who you used to be. It's what you struggled with before, right? It's just one sip. It's just one, it's just one hit. It's just one movie. It's not a big deal. It's just, it's just one lie. It's, it's not going to matter. It hasn't mattered. You were fine 10 years ago. It's fine now, right? And what does he do? He begins to accuse you. But family, you got an advocate. That when he tries to come in that courtroom, he stands up and says, Your Honor, that person's, not, that person's lying. Your Honor, that's not who the defendant is. Your Honor, that's not who your son is. Your Honor, that's not who your daughter is. Your Honor, I'm going to remember, I'm going to bring to remembrance all the things that you said. Your Honor, they are washed in the blood. Your Honor, they are in Jesus now forever. Your Honor, you have called me to protect them. And can I tell you, we have to learn to stop fighting for ourselves and let the Holy Spirit fight for us. Remember when I was younger, it was really hard for me to learn to allow the Holy Spirit in my life. Because growing up without a mom and a dad really consistently in my life, I, I was so trapped in the mentality of victimhood and so trapped in the mentality of surviving that I thought I had to get myself to a certain place. I remember when I was younger and I would try to, for sin, for example, it could be sin, insecurity, shame, guilt, whatever, whatever, whatever you're dealing with, whatever. But let's just talk about sin. That's an easy one because I think everyone could relate. Instead of allowing the Holy Spirit to help me, I would bare knuckle it and just try to do it on my own. I'd just be like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna change tomorrow. Right? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take a nap. That was me. I, I would take a nap. I wouldn't wild out. I would just take a nap. I'd fall into sin and I'd just take a nap. And I'll be a different person tomorrow. And I would try to do it in my own strength, 
in my own grace. And can I tell you, I fell short every time. I want you to know that if you are trying to change your life in your own strength and your own grace, if you're trying to follow Jesus in your own strength, in your own grace, you're going to fall short every time. Family, now more than ever, you need the Holy Ghost. Now more than ever, I need the Holy Ghost. Now more than ever, we need the Holy Ghost. And what does that mean? It's a life that welcomes him instead of tolerates him. It's a life that needs him instead of just deals with him. It's a life of saying, I remember this as a young person. It really started to change my life when I was 17, 18 years old. And I learned this prayer, Holy Spirit, come. And it began to change my life forever because I began to invite the Holy Spirit, not just into one area, but into all areas. Because family, he's already there. And this is what we do. Come on, come on. This is what we do. We think that Holy Spirit is only with us when we're being holy and he's not with us when we're doing all the ratchet stuff. We're doing all the ungodly things. Can I tell you, he still sees it. He's still there. He's not going nowhere. And so God doesn't want you to live a hypocritical life where you're one way this way and another way that way. How, how you begin to let God transform that out of you, it's not by becoming a better person. It's by allowing the Holy Spirit to have access of all of you and not just some of you. Because Jesus didn't just die for some of you. He died for all of you. And if you want God to begin to advocate for you, if you want the Holy Spirit to begin to help you, begin to say, Holy Spirit, come into my family. Holy Spirit, you're welcome into my home. Holy Spirit, you're welcome into my ride on the way to work. Holy Spirit, you're welcome into my job. Holy Spirit, you're welcome into my marriage. Holy Spirit, you're welcome into my kid's life. Holy Spirit, you're welcome into that school that my kids are going to. Holy Spirit, you're welcome into my church. Holy Spirit, you're welcome into every area of my life. Why? Because I need your help. I cannot do this without you. I was not designed to do this without you, but Jesus thank you that you sent me a helper and I'm not supposed to do this alone and when I feel that I'm stuck and I'm alone and there's no one there and I feel like no one cares and I feel like I'm doing it all by myself God I thank you that that's not true because God you sent the Holy Ghost to be with me and inside me and on the sides of me. Come on if you believe it today let's just thank Jesus in the room right now. Come on. Come on, let's worship him for a minute. Come on. Let's celebrate him. Let's welcome him. Let's say, God, we need you today. Holy Spirit, I need you today. I know what I'm going through. I know the struggles I'm walking through. I know the pain of my life right now. But God, I know you got me. Holy Ghost, I know you draw near. And God, I don't want to live a life. Come on. I don't want to live a life where I'm doing it all. God, I need you. See, there's some people standing up right now because they're going through some stuff, but they know it's going to be okay because they got a helper. Come on, I know you think you're going through some stuff and you think you're not going to make it, but I'm going to tell you you're going to make it. Let me prophesy to your marriage. It's going to make it. Let me prophesy to that prodigal son. They're coming back home. Let me tell you, let me speak to your heart today that you would be strengthened in your inner man and you would know that there's a helper coming, that it's the one named the Holy Ghost and it's God himself, the third person of the Trinity and he's going to bring life and he's going to bring joy and he's going to bring peace and he's going to set free people and he's going to heal. Can I tell you today, you are not in this by yourself. That that... 
that adversary that keeps telling you and reminding you of your past, that trying to bring the worst out of you, that's leading you back into sin and who you used to be in Jesus, can I tell you that you got an advocate that will shut his mouth by the power of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. Today, I want you to know that you no longer have to do this on your own. And listen, I just wanna do this right now. If you're in this room, come on, stand your feet with me, everyone in the room. And you would say, you know what, I need them. I need them. I need the Holy Spirit right now. I don't, I don't need to know why you need them, but you know why you need them. I want to create a moment where we just allow the Holy Spirit to move. And I want to create a moment where we just allow ourselves to respond in desperation and a desire to say, God, I just want you. I need your help. I can't do this on my own. I can't do this. It's okay. I know, it's hard, I know. But, but God's got you. Because the Bible says he sent the Holy Ghost to, to got you, he got you. And so right now, if you're in the room and you would say, yeah, Pastor Chris, I need the Holy Spirit. I don't know what's going on in my life. and It's crazy right now, but I just need to get a hold of God. I want to invite you. I want to open these altars up. I want to open up this space in front. If you need to come up here, go ahead and walk up to the front. That's fine. I just want to welcome you. Thank you again for tuning into our podcast. For more info, please visit our website at thrivelathrop.com. Have an amazing rest of your week.